guys, so welcome to the first ever um, Freedom Church Cheltenham podcast. Um, I'm Charlie, your host, so I'm 25. Um, I have recently joined Freedom Church Cheltenham um, earlier this year. Uh, today we're going to be looking at uh, the real meaning of Christmas. Um, so I'm joined by the lovely Rach here. Hello. Hi, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Really excited to be here. Good, me too. It's going to be fab. Um, I am Rachel, so I've been part of Freedom Church Cheltenham at um, the campus ever since it begun in March 2017. And then I've been part of Freedom Church basically for, yeah, all my life. Um, so I'm 25. So it's um, it's been a long old journey, but it's been amazing. Yeah, I'm currently a student, well, technically a mature student. <laughs> The mature bit I'm unsure about, but I'm technically a mature student um, at Worcester University, which I've just started in September. So I'm currently studying sports and exercise psychology, um, which has been um, which has been really cool um, and is stretching my brain quite a lot. But uh, yeah, I'm super honoured to be part of our first podcast. I love it. It's so exciting. Um, so we're going to start off with some more lighthearted questions just to kind of get us into the vibes and get to know us both each a bit more so they're all Christmas themed amazing um, so the first one is what is your favorite Christmas tradition oh gosh I have a feeling like with all these questions where they say name one thing I I can never <laughs> name one thing <laughs> I'm always the rule breaker on that I'm like screw that I want there's so many things I want to say I, I thought of two things mm-hmm. uh with this question and the the first one was um we have a we have a tradition in our family that basically is some neighbor neighbors of ours up the road from us and they're basically lifelong friends of ours they're practically family and we always um every Christmas kind of morning like mid mid morning just before lunch we always go up to theirs exchange gifts um have some drinks and nibbles and just catch up which is really precious and then we head on back home ready to finish off Christmas uh dinner you get ready to eat it which is awesome and then my second thought that I had which is technically not Christmas but it's Christmas Eve is a tradition that my sister and I started um quite a few years ago now and basically we post out a picture saying Merry Christmas Eve with a Christmas-based pun um and it's we've done a full spectrum of things it's been everything from like holding a bag of peas with like peas on earth instead of peace on earth um <laughs> so we've had uh, my all-time favorite is I'm holding a bottle of vodka and my sister is holding a bottle of gin and it's getting into the Christmas spirit <laughs> so um yeah so they it's kind of just become a thing um so much so that I get asked about it um each year and the kind of the pressure's starting to build a little bit where I was like oh no I need to think of something <laughs> um but it's uh it's it's super fun actually to do um and being a Williams we are just in love with puns so clearly it works really well uh, how about you so I don't know if mine is like a tradition. It's kind hmm. of like a memory that I want to make into a tradition. So nice. I don't know if it's like all dads or if it's just a my dad thing. But um, obviously like Christmas Eve, we'd get super excited because, you know, Santa was coming with all the Absolutely. presents. And we'd always be told you're allowed up downstairs, you know, at a reasonable time. But we weren't actually allowed into the room where all the presents were. Like we had to sit and eat our breakfast, like on the kitchen floor. 
because we didn't have a table because our dining room was in with an owl and we had to wait for my dad and my dad would have to go in and check that Santa had been and like he'd have to like go in and like check that all the presents were there before we could like go in he'd obviously like switch the tree lights on and stuff and I don't know why I just want to be that parent like I don't know if it's a universal thing but like I'm genuinely going to sit down with my husband to be and be like we need to have a serious conversation about waking up and me going in to check that Santa's been because I just think it's a great tradition I love that I love that every family has their own thing like Mm. mine mine's always been with with Santa basically we we went into some negotiations with Santa um the older my sister and I got and we always had our stockings in our in our bedrooms Mm -hmm. and um and Santa put in a request that if they could be left in the in the hallway that would be a lot easier for Santa um but me being the obstinate child that I am uh was like (laughs) no it's still going to stay in my bedroom um but there was an agreement with Santa that basically as long as we never saw him then Mm -hmm. um then he could arrive at any point whether we were still downstairs or not uh, just as long as we didn't see him Mm-hmm. Um, by morning you wake up and there's the amazing magical moment of like your stocking is filled then uh yeah then it was good but um but, <laughs> like still at 25 I put I put uh I put Santa through the mill a bit um <laughs> make- <laughs> so funny um so the next one this is quite a hard question I think or personally I do find it quite hard what is your favorite Christmas film oh um oh okay yeah I'm taking the still mentality of I'm just gonna probably say a couple um okay controversial which I know always causes great um argument not only in in my house but also in many houses across the land is Die Hard is one of my absolute favorites um it's excellent people like it's not a Christmas film I'm like there is a Christmas tree and there's some presents and there's some like festive music it absolutely is also just because it's diehard and it's fantastic and I'm a big mm-hmm. action film fan um but also my more traditionally Christmassy ones are Miracle on 34th Street like the revamp one like the 90s one with mm-hmm. the with the kid from Matilda oh, that yeah. is fantastic. so great mm-hmm. it's so heartwarming and then um also um It's a Wonderful Life which is a properly old classic mm-hmm. and it's like a black and white film I can't remember who the main guy is in it but it's it's really touching it's so beautiful yeah, how about you um so I love the holiday Cameron oh. Diaz. well I say Cameron Diaz but really like all of the mains in that are just impeccable like they've got the characters down to the T they're super relatable and I just think it's such a like cozy film um so that's probably my ultimate favorite I have I also it. recently watched The Holiday on Ooh. Netflix which it's it's super cheesy it's super cringe but it, it, it is a great like snuggling with a blanket with a cup of tea or a glass of wine or hot chocolate or something like it's a proper like girls night in film um mm. and then I do also love Elf but I think that's more to the fact that every single year me and my mum watch it together at least three times I love that yeah um yeah, my my sister and I actually end up watching like Elf um, most years together. So yeah, good share actually. That's a brilliant one. Um, so the next question is again another really hard one. I've not made these easy for us. No. <laughs> Favorite Christmas food. 
favorite Christmas food. Um, I came up with one answer here because I had to try and do one answer. I've just put Christmas dinner is is my yeah. thought. Um, <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Some people are like, oh, turkey's really boring, but it's not. Well, it's not here. It's really good. Um, I just, I, I love the whole kind of the build up to it. It's all very mm. exciting. And then you have like all the, the extra bits, mobs with it. Um, I don't know. I really enjoy it. And I know everyone's yeah. like, it's a glorified roast, but I think it's, it's fab and it just feels just very special. So yeah. You? So my favorite Christmas food is a bit controversial. Brussels mm. sprouts. Oh yes, yeah. you you're one of them, aren't you? Yeah, because <laughs> I you... just think number believe... one, I had this revelation. There's a lot of revelations that I've had in 2020. Brussels sprouts you can only get in winter because they're a seasonal veg, so yes. they're a bit like mini eggs. Ah, is, you can only okay. get them at Easter, which I learned this year as well. And I think with Brussels sprouts, like they are a bit like love them or hate them, a bit like marmite. But hate them. yeah. I feel like if they weren't there on the table at Christmas, everyone mm -hmm. would say, where are the Brussels sprouts? Because whether you love them or hate them, I feel like they're a vital part. Because if you hate them, you can be like, oh, I hate Brussels sprouts. Like that's normally a conversation around the dinner table. But if you love them, you're just winning because you get more because quite a lot of people hate them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do understand what you mean. Yeah. I'm also kind of amazed. Maybe it's probably because like taste change when you get older, but actually the more people I speak to, they're like, yeah, I really like them. I'm like, yeah. oh, you've all gone to the dark side. I swear, yeah. like, I swear growing up that it was just this kind of unifying thing where everybody was like, yeah, I hate Brussels sprouts. Oh, you do yeah. too. Oh, yeah, good. I'm glad you're glad you're all on the correct side. And so the final question of like the more like Christmassy ones is what is your favourite Christmas memory? This is... This is a tough question because I don't know if you find the same, but when you think back, you're like, my goodness, a lot has happened. And suddenly like 25 years is quite a chunk of time. And you're like, yeah. uh, I need <laughs> photos or something to remind me of what on earth happened. I mean, half the time I'm like, what did I do last week? Let alone know <laughs> those things. Yeah, I'd probably just say just time with the family. I think mm. you just can't, you can't beat it. And I guess this year more than ever, when you've kind of, had like had time apart from them yeah there's something just really special about it it's it kind of just feels really different to when you normally hang out mm -hmm. um, together and it's it's the whole period that I really enjoy where it's just coming back together you know having some good food spending some quality time together but yeah I think just the whole thing of seeing friends and family I really I really treasure like mm -hmm. above anything else so how Love about yourself so um mine's kind of like similar so I love spending um Christmas with family but because my um both my parents parents so my grandparents um one set live in Leicester and one set live in Essex and yeah. there was I think we've only done it about three times we did like one year with in Leicester one year in Essex um, and there was this one time we went to Leicester and so we have my grandparents and so my nan and granddad but then we also have my granddad's aunt and uncle who are basically adopted grandparents to me and my brother um and they're very like proper very well spoken you know they, they make jokes but they're like you know they're pretty like everything they said was just profound like you always learn something from them yes. and there was this one year I don't I don't know why but um my nan was like right we're going to do the 12 days of Christmas song and we're going to go around and we're going to sing it but we each have like one line from it so like five 
gold rings or whatever um yeah. and my uncle he got the one where it's the ladies dancing but I was like sat like where I was now and he was to my left but he just was like got up he like properly like wiggled his hip lifted his arm and <laughs> like sewed up right and I was sat there and I started wetting myself and we were like oh my goodness wasn't expecting that he didn't like every time he did it he did exactly that and his energy did not dip like once and yeah and it was just incredible because like he was like in his like he must have been like 92 93 at the time like and like you know he didn't really do things like that and we were just like amazing who is this guy like what's happened to uncle tom (laughs) fantastic yeah I really appreciate the fact that his energy levels didn't drop off because that's yeah. 12 verses of a song well it's probably actually even more than that isn't it when you sing all the extra yeah. five right so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go over before we get deep I'm going to mm. do a bit of an overview of the Christmas story and I'm not going to lie I have got a primary school powerpoint with the key <laughs> points so I didn't miss anything <laughs> Um, I'm really expecting a full-on presentation production it, right it now. is so it obviously starts with Mary um in Nazareth Na- no Nazareth um and she's engaged to a guy called Joseph um and one day an angel appears to her um and tells her that she's been chosen to have this special baby and it's going to be the son of God and she's going to have to call him Jesus soon after that angel's gone Mary and Joseph got married um and just as Mary was due to have her baby they were told they had to go to Bethlehem because they had to pay some special taxes so Mary had to ride on a donkey for a good few days, apparently, over the hills of Galilee. Uh, so when they get there, uh, it's super crowded because this paying tax is a universal thing in Bethlehem. It's where people come. Uh, so they're looking for an inn. But as we all know, there's no room um, anywhere. Uh, they've been knocking on all these doors and they just there's no spare room. But one, um, one innkeeper turns around and says, I've got a stable. It's where my animals are but you're more than welcome to stay there. So they get in, they get all comfy, maybe not so comfy for Mary, you know, giving birth and all of that. <laughs> and Mary gives birth to baby Jesus and she wraps him up and pops him in the manger. And so at the same time as Jesus is born, uh, there's some shepherds that are watching their sheep. And then this bright light appears in the sky um, and they got super scared because, well, you probably would, wouldn't you really? <laughs> Um, and then an angel um comes down he's sent from god and tells them to not be afraid because he's got some good news and that good news is that uh, the son of god has been born and they will find him in bethlehem so the shepherds go to find the baby um and when they arrive they see jesus lying in the manger obviously they kneel down and worship him and told mary and joseph of the angel Um, and that uh, Jesus was to be the saviour of the world Um, and then obviously there's the big star in the in the sky there's some men called the wise men in the east and so they and they studied the star so they knew they knew this was a new star and they had been taught that a new star in the sky means that a new ruler has been born so they decide to go and find this new ruler uh, so they went to Jerusalem to see King Herod because they thought maybe the new reign saviour would be in the palace. But when they got there, King Herod looks a bit a bit miffed off because uh, there's no baby there. 
Um, so he told them to return when they found the baby so he himself could go and wash the child. Um, so then the wise men set off. They're guided by the star to Bethlehem and the stable. And when they get there, they see Jesus and they give him the classic three gifts of frankincense, gold and myrrh. Um, and then that same night, they had the, the same dream. But the angel um, warned them that King Herod wanted to kill Jesus um, and not to go back to his palace. Instead of going to the palace on their way back home, uh, the wise men just went straight home. And then soon after, Joseph also had a dream where the angel told him, to take Mary and Joseph, no, Mary and Jesus and himself um, to Egypt as King Herod had ordered for um, Jesus to be killed. Uh, so they leave straight away. And when the wise men didn't go back to Herod, um, he ordered that all the baby boys be killed um, in Bethlehem, but they didn't find Jesus because he was obviously safe. Um, so I'm not gonna lie, when I read through that prepping for this, I didn't realise how much happened in the Christmas story. Mm. Like, there's a lot of emotion that's going on there. Because when, when I was growing up, I don't, I don't know if you just miss sad stuff as a kid, but I feel <laughs> like in, in every nativity I did, I don't remember the brutality of King Herod in it. Um, yeah, no, we, we definitely didn't really learn about like that bit it's only through when you kind of read past the mm. main part of the story normally it would always cut off with a bit of like Jesus is born Ta-da! yeah we're done so yeah before getting into the deeper questions like what's kind of your experience of the Christmas story like when did you first hear it that kind of thing oh, gosh um I think it was probably just the combination of hearing it hearing it at home uh, through Sunday school and things like that also at school uh, or like of course the classic nativity I think we did that in nursery and we also did that in in primary school and things like that I can't remember how many times I've played a played an angel um <laughs> but, uh, sure I've still got my halo somewhere um but, uh, and I'm sure I probably played a sheep or something like that as well um but yeah no those are kind of really the classic um times or probably growing up is when I heard about it and then probably like in you know kids bible stories you you get the like shortened version of it so it's not until you read the like the full version of it in the bible that you kind of get the full picture also the way yeah. that the gospels work is that so matthew mark luke and john so the first four books of the new testament is that they're all accounts of jesus life but of course because they're from a personal perspective and sometimes written for a different audience you get really you get chops like small portions of different parts of different parts of the like jesus's life and so it's not until you smush all kind of the accounts together that you kind yeah. of get the story mm -hmm. um so i think that's the thing that sometimes i'm like where did i read that bit or like yeah. when did it come in so i think that's probably the bit that we kind of we miss with it all that it depends on which book you're reading mm -hmm. that you get a different slightly different account of it yeah which really interesting and yeah and it's not until probably when you're older or whatever when you you hear about the story of you're reading through the bible and then you realize like the stuff afterwards you're like oh my goodness and I think I personally have found also as well the the older I get there's different parts of it that speak to me more thinking about even just with the wise men and like the decision they had to make of their their technically like being disobedient to like to a king and he's got like authority and and all the rest of it and and they 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 just don't really think anything of it. But it's until the angel says to them, "Don't go back to Herod," because basically Herod's lying. He's 
gonna try and find Jesus and knock him off because he's a threat to he was perceived as a threat to his throne mm-hmm. because there was this misunderstanding of like yes absolutely Jesus was the say Jesus is and was the savior that came and he is the king but it wasn't talking about an earthly king it's talking about mm-hmm. like heavenly king and so they must be like oh gosh okay not only now okay we need to not only disobey what we've been asked but we need to find a different route to get home mm-hmm. like these these are all things that actually when you think about it like there's so many almost life-threatening moments there's so like there is like brutality at the end of it just because of when people's pride or when their when their position is under attack how people respond mm-hmm. which in Herod's case really not great <laughs> and, and and just all these different elements but also like just for Mary like what she was probably in her mid late teens mm. to then suddenly boom by the way you're you're pregnant um but you're still a virgin and by the way your child is going to be the savior of all mankind awesome <laughs> like the response is like willingness which is incredible yeah. because i think if that happened to me i'd be like oh my goodness can i have a little bit more explanation you know like some, <laughs> some details some and anything (laughs) where she's like absolutely and that just that blows my mind I'm consistently inspired by that and but also like Joseph was conflicted and just all these all these things that actually we kind of read through it and you know you you're dressed up as a sheep or you come in and you do your lines as an angel or like your kids have got their like and their robes on and Mm -hmm. their shepherd's dress and stuff like that but like actually when you think about it it's such a phenomenal story yeah even taking into account the much wider story that's going on Mm -hmm. like and the like you know god's rescue plan for us but like but just if you take the the whole the whole story itself it's it's a blockbuster in itself it's incredible it's an absolute roller coaster (laughs) like emotions we kind of read it through and we're like oh that's nice like that will make a cute christmas card and you're like oh my goodness that i can't even imagine what it was like for me yeah yeah i love what you just said about like the like the bigger plan from this because it's like something that's only clicked for me this year is I saw it on Instagram but it was like this really nice print and it had like a normal like Christmas wreath that said tis the season and then it had like Jesus's crown of thorns that said tis the reason and it just suddenly clicked that like like this baby that's like born in a stable like is lying in a manger um is the same guy that like literally carried this cross and like died for us like and it's yeah. like really hit me differently this year. And then I was like getting super emotional. I was like, oh my goodness, like this, this baby was born for me. Like he is the literal gift of yeah. the season. And Jesus like sent him to die for me. Like, it's just, I just think it's mind blowing, really. It is. It's just, it's just beautiful. And it's, it's mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. And as you say, like, I think when you really understand or you start to go a bit more in depth, like a, kind of, especially around the faith element of why we believe this isn't just like a Mm. a cute thing to do or a nice story but actually it's so it's so powerful and like and transformational and just even that yeah as you say like the the things that it like the emotions and the feelings that stirs within us are are so incredible that I think what also really gets me like with the with the combination with like Christmas and with Easter and all the rest of it thinking not only for for Mary but also what it was like for God to see mm. his son that he he gifted his his son to us and he was apart from him like in the sense of because Jesus became who's still fully God but also fully man like when he came to earth they were apart for like 33 years in that yeah. sense and then for Mary to 
to give birth to the savior of the world which is incredible but then also to then watch her son die like yeah. and it and it's just so mind-boggling that the I think it's just the sacrificial love and the unconditional love is what yeah. blows my mind about it all is that and I think what really speaks to me about the story is it's just it's just incredible like how not only how how beautiful it is but also just how powerful and incredible God is that he he kind of put this rescue plan in place mm-hmm. I, I was reading recently um a devotional that I've been doing and it's uh, an advent one just follow like following the 25 days building up to Christmas and like day one um was all about and it talks about the first promise and basically mm-hmm. that Christmas was like the first was like a promise and like the first promise to us of like of restoration and and redemption and and it wasn't it wasn't at Christmas that that promise was made. It, the The promise was made when Eve like bit the apple and mm. sin came into the world and it all went like to pot. And and like that God m- made in that moment a choice and a rescue plan that took thousands of years to come into into fruition for when for when He said it to, mm. or however long it did to to when Jesus like came to Earth that because of his unconditional love for us that he would set that emotion mm. from that moment that he was like because he loves us so much that he wanted to be um like restored with us and and I just think that was so beautiful of like that it was like a promise to us um like from the be- like very beginning it says in here that this separation broke God's heart because he loved us more than we could ever know. God immediately formed a plan for our reconciliation with him from the very beginning of human existence. Jesus was going to be part of the story. And mm. I love that. It wasn't just like a backup plan of like, oh, that'd be really good. And like they're yeah. the team and this is what they decided. <laughs> like, no, because he because he loves us so much that this, like as I was saying earlier, this plays into such a bigger plan mm. and story. It's not just like a nice one-off. It was the the change of history like a complete um collision course and it's it's amazing no definitely and that actually leads really nicely to our next question which is how do we feel about the truth of Christmas and whether it's been kind of lost in the modern years so do you want to start off with that it's a really interesting question because I think probably as Christians probably our first thought is like yes because it just doesn't feel as evident or where but I think in a way my answer is yes and no. I probably <laughs> say yes because um, it's it has become just this. I, I hate to say it, but it just becomes like this other holiday type thing mm-hmm. of this. Not only I don't want to get super, you know, when people are like it's all just a commercial thing to like make you spend money, blah 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 blah. I'm like that has become a part of an element of it, yeah. but I I don't fully believe that. I think it's just it doesn't feel like it has any power relevance to people anymore it's just purely the thing that your kid does like at at nursery or like at school and it's the nativity that you go to and all the rest of it or it's just it or it's part of the thing that's on on cards and it's kind of become a relic when and almost the power and the truth of it is being lost through that Mm -hmm. but then my other side the argument is no no I wouldn't say it completely we haven't completely lost like the true meaning of Christmas because I think something that I really adore about this season is what it brings out of people and it does bring there is this joy that comes about this Mm -hmm. time of year there is this love and generosity of not only people buying things for one another 
but it's like an expression of love in the way that people care for one another and they make more time and it's it's really interesting seeing the dynamic in families where people will purposely put aside maybe disagreements or arguments to have yeah. at least one peaceful day in the year or <laughs> or that they come together and they unite and they spend quality time together and they value one another and they tell each other how much they mean and yeah. And all these other things that you see people giving to charity, which is really beautiful. You see charities going into people who are really struggling and and providing them with with resources and help. And and you see people volunteer at different things and you see people honor like key workers and and all the rest of it more. And 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 there is this kind of part of it that it does bring the really wonderful parts of Mm. human nature and of of how God created us to be of this this yeah this loving generous um warming people even the things that we kind of put lights everywhere which yeah. is really cool because it's otherwise a really gloomy time of year in the in the yeah. northern hemisphere in, in the UK in particular <laughs> and so you kind of have all this light that is bursting through and I just think it's really beautiful so I probably say on the whole probably the true meaning of Christmas definitely has been lost through a lot of things it's all about Santa and elves and and that and it does make me really does make me really sad because we're just we're missing so much we're only getting like a small glimpse of things but also even though you might it might not always be evident that you see these things I love that it still brings the best out of people too mm-hmm. yeah how about you what's your thoughts on it I am the same I think yes and no like yes mm in the sense that maybe it has become a bit like commercialized and maybe that um, people like genuinely haven't been given the opportunity to know the real reason to Christmas but also no because there are so many things that we do that are symbolic of the story so like the giving of gift is obviously some could become like come across as like symbolic of God giving us Jesus and like the lights like could be symbolic of the star so I think it is like like you say like a real mixture like yes for some people the truth of like behind it has maybe been lost or they just haven't been told about it or they've just go to church like just during Christmas because it's something that the family have done as a tradition but they don't understand the 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 bigger story that we were talking about earlier um but also no because as you say like there is that sense of joy and like giving so yeah I yeah I definitely agree with you on that one it's a bit of a mixture um but then I think that kind of comes with like our job as Christians like one of our biggest commandments is to go out there and tell people about Jesus and like that so like Christmas time I think is a great example of being able to have like more open conversations about it I think people are a little bit more open to conversations during Christmas time they're a bit more at ease that's that's so true and like and sometimes you can view it as oh yeah no people only ever go to or more open to going to church like at Easter or Christmas time but that's awesome like I mean like take take every celebration take take the fact that it is easier to um like have that have that conversation and I think even just reflecting on that that actually I really believe this year more than ever I our world is in desperate need of some mm-hmm. hope and joy and and peace and like and love and all those good and beautiful things and and what a wonderful thing that we get to share that like not yeah. only in our conversations but in our actions and that it's uh, yeah really I love that in such a dire circumstance that almost like that that such goodness can come off the back of it like Mm. even 
that we've seen this year really reflected in, especially as we've seen in the UK and in, in our nation of like the honor culture increasing and the awareness mm. of others more and just all this other all these other elements which I think is really yeah it's really cool and really refreshing actually to see and yeah definitely um so obviously we've got a bit of a 50 50 answer to the first question but what is it that we kind of think that maybe has caused the truth to be lost over the years um oh gosh <laughs> probably a whole host of reasons um <laughs> Yeah, I think, as I said, like earlier, I think there's probably a perception on just like the irrelevant, uh, like irrelevance of it, mm -hmm. um, that it's just a kind of, it can be sometimes like a, just a tick box thing, or it's, ju it's just, just like a storybook where it kind of mm -hmm. like gets you all in the feels and like, that's nice. And then just kind of carry on type thing. And, and, the and the other things during the season take, take precedence and, mm -hmm um and all the rest of it I'm not at all like I'm not at all bashing Santa or anything like that <laughs> but like yeah, but yeah it's just like that's that's way more priority or on the like um in people's minds like especially in like yeah. children's minds or whatever mm -hmm. and I think the truth of it's probably got blurred maybe through the way that we portray it and share it if I dare say not mm -hmm. saying there's anything wrong with like nativities or whatever but I think what I've really appreciated over the years of like being part of church and being especially being part of freedom is that we've kind of each Christmas kind of just brought new creative elements and, and ways of expressing it and thinking about it and kind of looked at a whole whole host of ways of that but I think as you say I think probably just the not always taking the opportunity to share the the real truth of it all or not giving it um time or focus I I hold my hands up like even even as a Christian for gosh lord knows how long I've been like saved for but yeah that sometimes I can just I like I sometimes dub it as just like the most busiest time of the year and it is we get swamped by things like it it's you're trying to cram in lots of lots of different things to like I, I always say to people that kind of December always feels like a three-week month instead because you've yeah. got so much to cram in such a short space of time before you know you have your week off type thing or whatever mm. with Christmas and and, and we do, we just get engulfed into everything that's going on and don't really give it any focus or attention or second mm. thought. I think probably if you ask people about it, you probably get a whole variety of answers and and there be an understanding of it. But I don't think a lot of the time is we just don't give any time to it. We don't give yeah. any thought thought to it or, or have that openness to be able to, what is, dig deeper, what is it actually, mm. does this, what does that look like yeah definitely yourself and I think marketing has had such a, a definitely in like the most recent years it's had such a big part to play because Christmas adverts have become so big like the John Lewis advert like gosh it's massive yeah it's like it's like that's in itself a day of celebration and I think um like don't get me wrong I have seen adverts that you know have focused on like um the Christmas story um and it may have been parody or what not whatever but <laughs> making baby Jesus a sausage roll I was like yeah oh. yeah <laughs> yeah and like and I think just like through that like and like obviously like through marketing like obviously brands they're just encouraging people to like go out and buy their stuff and I think um it's become more about the like the gift giving which is obviously great because it's still symbolic but yeah it's like people have lost the understanding of why they're giving these gifts yeah so yeah I think marketing has had like a massive part 
to play in that and I think but as well I think it kind of um could even just go down to like like we've been looking at legacy in the stargazer series which little mm-hmm. club freedom freedom church uh Sunday Stargazer series we've recently been doing but that idea of like legacy being lost and I think um like during this time like it can be like you put things on the back burner because it's 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 Christmas like we're too busy and I think it can be so easy for those that maybe maybe don't put church as like a regular thing to be like oh wow I've got other things going on I need to go Christmas shopping and it's like maybe that idea of legacy like not being passed down and then if kids see their parents it's like okay well church during Christmas isn't important so when they have kids they might think okay well my parents didn't do that so and yeah I think that's super relevant to this time of year. Yeah no I no I totally agree um it's so true I mean as you as you know I've worked in marketing for like kind of in and around that sphere for like I guess seven, seven, eight years of that kind of mm. thing. So I'm very, I'm very aware as you are, like the the power of it all, and yeah. it can have a positive and adverse effect on things. And and so, um, no, it is. It's true. It's kind of what what takes what takes priority will get like pushed forward and all the rest of it. And as you say, like kind of gift giving is is lovely, but again, it becomes an obligation instead of a like remembering why and all the rest of it. Like the whole it's better to to give than receive. And um and like and as you rightly say, it's it's also as you say generally generationally, I guess for for me growing up in like kind of in a church environment by going to it regularly and and through I guess going to a C of E school and all these other bits, it kind of just got drip fed to you any anyway whether whether I went to church or not I would have been Mm. conscious of it and so and also it was just things that was evident like over Christmas as well at home Mm -hmm. but it is true if if you if you don't know and especially at a young age then it just Mm. it's okay well I never saw that replicated so why is this the why is this a thing or whatever and it's quite interesting talking to people who like when they when they come to faith and and have that have that personal revelation and make that relationship with Jesus that I think a lot of when they look back they're like oh interesting there's so much so many things I was not aware of mm-hmm. or didn't see growing up and it's kind of a lot of learning afresh and like kind of getting yeah. a new perspective on things and and I think Christmas is definitely one of them isn't it if you yeah. as you write if you if you just don't see it at home then why is it a, a thing it's exactly mm-hmm. like as our conversation earlier with Christmas traditions every every family's got their their thing and if it's if it's not part of your thing then it it just doesn't really compute in your mm. head at all yeah, yeah no, that's so true I think the Christmas story like for me and you as Christians like it's got that deeper meaning and under like you know we've got that understanding of it of its bigger picture but I think mm. for so many people like it literally is just a story how how it's been lost because for some people it is just a story whereas for us it's the truth if that makes sense Mm, absolutely yeah I totally agree yeah cool so the final one and we have kind of touched on this but um do we think the Christmas story of Jesus is still relevant obviously for us it is still is um but as well I just want to add to that I'm going to throw you a question um, additionally um, of how do you think as Christians we can kind of bring its relevancy to people that may not know the truth of it great question um yeah so in answer to your first question is it still relevant 100 um <laughs> and it's not it's not it's not just because I believe in Jesus it really 
is just because as I touched on earlier we are it's so in desperate need of of hope and joy and promise and things like that and and that I think all of us whether whether we believe in God or not I think part of us love the idea that that somebody or something is out there that that there's someone watching over you that someone loves you unconditionally um that that there's peace and good things available to you and <laughs> enjoy and things like that and I think all of us because we're, we're built we're create that created that way to to desire those those good things because they fuel us and they and they fill us up and and Christmas is such a pinnacle reminder of that it's a mm. it's an like even whether you believe in Jesus or not it's like your annual like point every year to be like remember these things are good remember like to <laughs> love people remember to be to be generous and to like and to give and not just gifts but give people time and and make yeah. effort and and see your family and like mm -hmm. and just all these other other things that it kind of acts as a really annual flag in the ground of like remember these are good things <laughs> and yeah. you need them in your life and yeah and then and then of course like as 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 Christians it's always always relevant like every day it's relevant it's a it's a game changer and and also as I said before that it's it, it's so relatable in so many different ways that that you can take any of the any of the people in the story the the characters and you can you can understand or you can empathize with them in some kind of way of you're like yes I see that or yes I've been faced with a big life-changing decision or yes I've had to like take a different path or yes I've decided to step out in faith with something or yes I was super joyful about things or yes I like persevered or whatever and and there's, there's there's so many parts of it that really speak to us so it is absolutely relevant and and as Christians I think with the yeah with Christmas and how we can relate it to people and share it I I'm a firm believer like actions speak really loud mm -hmm. I mean our words speak pretty loud too yeah. they're really important that's not that's not a cop out not to say anything but the way that we the way that we act and I don't think it should just be a Christmas thing I think it should be a 24 24 7 thing and and that's the that's the great thing about it and also the challenge with it too is yeah. how do you how do you love those around you how do you love the people that you get on with and how do you love mm -hmm. those that you might not always see eye to eye with and are you are you generous with the way that you approach things do you give people your full attention and time are you are you loving and compassionate are you that person that gets to be a voice of hope and encouragement to those around you um but also getting to getting to share the truth of it sharing your mm. sharing your testimony getting to share about kind of you know the things that you've seen answered a prayer for and and letting it just become part of who you are because it is part of who you are it is now within your dna you are you're one of you're one of god's kids and like mm -hmm. and it's part of your story it's part of your inheritance and and i think there's there's things that all of us love relaying you know where we're like oh that was really cool that my parents did that or a member of my family did this and we and we take we take honor and pride in our heritage mm -hmm. and i think that's the thing that we need to take honor and pride in in our in our heavenly heritage that we what, a, what an incredible family to be part of what, yeah. a, what a thing and a joy it is and that we get to it's and it's not for us it's not just for us sorry mm -hmm. it's, it's for everybody and like there is no ex, there's no excluding list at all it is for anyone anywhere and I think that really stirs me and even just having these conversations that we're having tonight that 
it's actually yeah I need to be a lot more conscious of the true meaning of Christmas but also how am I portraying that and showing mm-hmm. that to my friends am I having those conversations about do you actually know what that what that means or what that looks like and it's what Christmas is based around and I think whether you know the Christmas story you know it but you don't really understand it or you're you know like a fully fledged Christian like you're already linked to it without even maybe realizing it um, and I think it's just like the matter of like us Christians like kind of just being like yo this is actually what Christmas is about by the way like don't know if you missed the memo like type do you know what I mean so I think it's definitely definitely relevant and I think like it is just like you said like just making sure that we're talking about it and we're but also that our actions are reflecting the words that we're saying um and that we believe um so at Christmas time if you're nice that's great but are you taking that niceness you know through to New Year's (laughs) like because I think like there's you know even though it feels like an age in between like you should be as a Christian you should be carrying on that obviously not just to New Year's like you should be doing it your whole life but um and I think if people notice like oh you act a bit differently it's being like well yeah actually that's because I believe this so yeah I definitely think it's just about talking and like your actions really so yeah Mm, love that yeah so that's everything um so also just a quick shout out to anyone who's listening um if you have been stirred by anything that you've heard on the podcast or you kind of want to have a conversation um about the true meaning of christmas in more details um you can contact us on social media uh through freedom church cheltenham and we're on facebook and instagram is that that's right rach that is correct yeah Um, and we've also got a website which is yep so freedom church website is www.freedomchurch.cc perfect so yeah if you've got any questions feel free um, to contact us we also have a lot of campuses across the globe so if you're not in Cheltenham that doesn't matter I'm pretty sure we can be able to find you a campus for you to like meet people and engage so we really hope you've enjoyed this um, and yeah it's been great chatting to you Rach thank you so much for coming on thank you so much for having me I've absolutely adored it oh, I love it uh, so yeah I hope you guys all have a great week great day um, and I'm sure we'll speak to you very very soon